on Tuesday, I said on the platform that we'll be meeting here uh, face to face. Do you remember? And I said that, uh, you know, maybe somebody said, Pastor, are you so sure? They've not lifted it. I said, we declared it uh, lockdown what? Over and lifted. Amen. And it was lifted when? On, th on Thursday, 11.59. And did you notice what happened after it was lifted? Immediately after it was lifted, they had zero infection. That means God honored their faith. Or honored their faith. Amen? But want to pray. This morning, I want us to pray. I stand here. I'm not too sure uh, with a bit of a, uh, I feel like Nehemiah. Because of the reports from yesterday that just been coming to me about the nation of Nigeria, or maybe from Friday. To be very honest with you, I've not had this level of almost hopelessness and negativity. I was up as early as past 3 a.m. this morning to be part of a program hosted by a group based in Canada on rethinking the nation of Nigeria. The level of insecurity has taken another turn. Uh, I've not, not really been following the news. Uh, but, you know, when the thing gets to a particular stage, it will also get to you. The kidnappings, the killings, and uh, the hostage taking for ransom has become the business of some people. I was told that sometimes in the southeast that young men can just be accosted or arrested or taken away and they may not even know where they're taken to. In the Northwest, some people have turned hostage taking into business. We may say we don't live there, but we have uncles, we have brothers, we have sisters, we have parents who still live there. And therefore, 
I want us to... How many of us believe that there's still nothing that God cannot do? How many of us believe that when we call upon him, that God can what? Let's open our Bible to Jeremiah 33, verse number 3. How many of us have heard of some of these incidences? Or am I the only one? Ah. You're not even from Nigeria, you've heard. Jeremiah. Thirty-three. Verse number three. He reads and I quote. Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. You're talking about a nation with a lot of resources, but at the same time, it's been completely brought to its knees, majorly by bad leadership and mismanagement and so many other things. But thank God that we can pray and God can intervene. Amen? And that is why I want us to pray. If you want to rise up, if you want to stand up, if you want to whatever you feel, but I want you to pray this. I want you to cry out from your heart and say, Lord, intervene in the nation of Nigeria. Intervene. Oh, Lord, my God, you can alter the course of events. Lord, intervene. Father, I want us to open our mouth and start to pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for this nation right now. We pray for Nigeria, Lord. We ask, oh, Lord, my God, come and intervene. Come and step into the affairs of the nation, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that the nation will not be destroyed. But let your voice be heard from on high. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yesterday, I had a meeting 
with someone, a senior official from the nation of Gambia. And in that conversation, in that meeting, one of the things that came out of the meeting, I was informed that the crime rate in Gambia, I think must be about 5%, which is comparable to what you have in the developed nation. How about the crime rate in Nigeria? I got a call from my brother and he said close to the area where he was living. They were just informed that Fulani herdsmen were going to invade the area. And everybody rushed out and slept on the streets because they were watching where would they come from. With uh, everybody with a bonfire. Overnight, everybody slept on the streets, everybody. Because if they come and catch you, so they were, so they, they were watching all night. And of course, no Fulani herdsmen showed up. Look at the anxiety. Look at everybody rushing out. Look at all of that. Something has gone wrong. But let's look at... Uh, and, and, and when things are like this, you can do something about it. It's not just to fold arms and not do nothing. We can pray. We can ask God to intervene. And we can ask God that whatsoever he has not planted in that place. Be it government officials or whatsoever, whatsoever God has not planted, let it be rooted out. In the name of Jesus Christ. The people, can I tell you something? Whenever you have an official who is doing some things with impunity, there's another official on top of that official that is encouraging that word. That thing. Encouraging that thing. So I want us to pray. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 10. I hope we don't know some of these people. If you do, it's better for you to call them and say, please, uh, what, what, you know, let's make a change. Because we are praying them out. In the name of Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse number 10. What does it say? If you know the pain coming out from that nation. If you know the cries. If you know the, if you know the fear that has gripped an entire nation. And we know the hopelessness that seems to pervade the entire place. Because of a lot of things taking place there. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse number 10. What does it say? It says what? I have what? And over what? To do what? And 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 then to what? 
to plan. So we want to go this morning like a surgeon and go in and say, Lord, the things that you have not planted, let it be what? You know, by the mouth of two, every word shall be established. Let's go to Matthew 15, verse 13. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 13. And let's listen to Jesus now. Matthew 6, 15, not 16, 15, verse number 13. What does it say? Matthew 15, verse 13 says what? Er, as no what? Can you give it to me from, because every plant, give it to me from KJV. Uh, KJV, because there's something that just uh, struck me there. KJV. Every word. Uh, that is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking, maybe you give it to me in Amplified. Every tree. Every tree. Which translation gives us that? The message. That says what? Every tree. You know that a tree is different from, from a plant. A plant, you can just do this and remove a plant from the ground. You can't just do this and remove a tree from the ground. It is what? It is rooted. So this is talking about a tree. And a tree doesn't grow overnight. A tree has been there for what? Yeah, before you can say something, it's, it's a big tree. Can I say something is maybe an Iroko tree or whatever tree? They've been there for years, five years, ten years. And this problem has been there for quite a while. It has just grown what? So every tree that the Father has not planted in the name of Jesus Christ, that every, Jesus struck it up and said, Every tree that was not planted by my Father. So every tree that the Father has not planted in that nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, I want us to start to root them out. In Jesus, open your mouth and start to pray. Every tree that the Father has not planted in Nigeria, every tree that the Father has not planted in Nigeria, every tree that the Father has not planted in Nigeria, every tree that the Father has not planted in Nigeria, we root them out. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We worship you in Jesus' name. Finally, I want you to just go ahead. I want us to thank God. I want us to thank God. There's something, uh, you know, the testimonies. 
that God has just been giving us uh, testimonies again and again and again. I want us to go before God this morning. I got a text from one of us and she shared the testimony and said, indeed, the floodgates are what? Floodgates are open. But I hear in my spirit that that's just the beginning. I hear in my heart, it's just, it's just like saying, come and taste and see that the Lord is what? What's what is good. But if you don't know how to be thankful for small things, you are not likely going to receive big things. Those who despise days of little, you are not going to have more. Because your attitude of gratitude is what will lift you to the next level. Learn to thank God for where you are. Learn to thank God for what God has done for you. Don't despise where you are. Don't say, look at me. Um, how can look at this small thing that God has done? God did so and so for so and so. God did big things. How about me? No, God has done. How about your life? How about God sparing you? You know those who passed on, who didn't make it because of this COVID-19? We need to be thanking God. They were, you know, they were celebrating this in the state of Seattle in the U.S. That the level of death had dropped to about 4,000. I said, what? 4,000? You know how many deaths of COVID-19 we've had in, the, in this entire nation in the last eight months? You know how many? How many? What? No, I'm talking about Australia. How many in the last eight to nine months? Eight to nine months, three, but one in Victoria. One in, in the state of Victoria. None this year in, in this state, none this year. And one in the entire nation this year. I said, what? And people are thanking. They say, wow, we're easing restrictions because the death rate has dropped to about 4,000. And it's not 4,000 from the beginning of the year. I think it was 4,000 per month or 4,000, maybe even a week or whatever. I couldn't even read it. I said, what? Can you thank God? Thank God for how God has spared you. Thank God for how God has been sparing us. Thank God for answers to prayers. Thank God for how he's been keeping us. Thank God for how he's been watching over us. We must be grateful. We must be grateful. We must be grateful. Thank him for what God has been doing. Thank him for what he's 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 been doing. If you want to sing, you sing. If you want to dance, you dance. If you want to praise, you praise. Just be thankful to God. I want you to be thankful to God. Open your mouth and thank him because God has kept you. God has kept me. God has kept us. God has watched over us. Masolo baba sheli basekele bosua. Remasolo baba sheli ma. Oh, Father, we want to thank you. Father, we want to thank you. Father, we want to thank you. Father, we want to give you praise. Father, we want to give you praise. Father, we want to worship you. Father, we want to adore you. Father, we want to worship you. Thank you for answers to prayers. 
Thank you for answers to prayers. Thank you for answers to prayers. Thank you for answers to prayers. Thank you for answers to prayers. Oh, my silly, but solo, Baba Shelly, my sicker, silly, but sister Syria. Zime seke tete lika solo basi sheli masolo basi susuria. Zime zebe seke sheli masolo basi sheli basi susususu. Zebe seke sheli masolo basi sheli basi susuria. Mezeke tele kusolo basi sheli masolo basi basi susususu. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We adore you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning. Thank you because we have a God that we can call upon. Thank you so much, O oh Lord, my God, because you've instructed us and you've told us to come. You said we should come with boldness of the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace to help in the time of need. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord, my God, here we are at the throne. Lord, we're asking for your mercy upon the nation of Nigeria. Thank you for stepping into the terrain. Thank you so much, O oh Lord, my God, even as you start to reconstruct and rework and renew and rebuild and restructure even that nation. Thank you, Father, that every tree that the Father has not planted, they are being rooted out right now. They are being destroyed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we release judgment on every perpetrators of evil. We release the judgment of God over perpetrators of evil in that nation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Have mercy on your people, Lord. Have mercy on your people, Lord. As many as will not repent, Lord, let judgment come upon them. Thank you. And thank you, Lord, for our state. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done for us. Thank you, Lord, for answers to prayers. Thank you for the testimonies you have given to us. Thank you because we know that it, you are just starting with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name. And as we go into your word, Lord, let the entrance of your word bring forth light and understanding to the simple. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can take your seats. Praise God. I say praise the name of the Lord. And welcome to the presence of God this morning, wherever you are watching from. And we thank God that we are back to sanctuary worship. After two days of uh, live streaming, uh, I mean two weeks, sorry, and here we are again. We are together again. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. Just praising the Lord. We are together again, we are together again, in one accord, in one accord, something good is already happening, something better is in store, we are together again, we are together again, 
Just praising the Lord. Just praising the Lord. Uh, There's a dimension of watching and live streaming and being at home and watching the service and joining there. But there is also a dimension with greater measure when we gather together. And that is why as good as being away and say, well, at least we're still meeting over the world, over the clouds or in the clouds. The Bible clearly makes it clear to us and said, do not what forsake the assembly together. Because there is power in corporate worship. Amen? And that is why we're glad and we're thankful to God that we are together again. And next week Sunday is going to be communion service. Amen? Communion service. Praise the name of the Lord. These things are so important. Before this last Three weeks, it was exactly on the 9th of May when the Lord led me to what? Exactly, you remember. To draw the bloodline. Thank God for, you know, I was in the church in the house. It was about three weeks ago, thereabout. And I was now sharing how the Lord showed me that concerning the baby of Ivy, you know, is God come and see what the Lord has done. Amen. And you know what he did? He said, yes. He said, I can still remember. And he brought out and showed me on the phone. It was 2018. I've forgotten the month now. He said, the day the word came that be expecting your baby. I've just seen the baby. He wrote it down. He noted it. And he showed me. I said, oh, I, I, I can't even remember myself the, the uh, you know, the, the month, but he noted it. He said, oh, he said, I got it here. And I said, oh, wow. But on the 9th of May, the Lord said we should draw the bloodline. And we did. You know, COVID cannot jump the bloodline. And they said, when you're walking, maybe the thing can just drum. And they said, who said that? They said, director of COVID. Oh, I mean, commander of COVID. So what is, what is the qualification of commander of COVID? Yeah? He, he, he used to manage what? <laughs> He's a field marshal. Field marshal of COVID. Praise God. But you know one thing is this. We thank God that COVID cannot jump the bloodline. In Jesus' name. So that is why it's so important. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Uh, for a while, you'll be having this thing what? Still reeling its head from time to time. But one thing is this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. You know, that no matter what is happening, that you are protected, you are shielded, 
that when you, wherever you go, wherever you step into, no evil will befall you. No sickness will come near you. That is what you should be standing upon. And don't, be, don't fear their fear. Don't let somebody come say, oh, do you know, and then fear grieves. Oh, no, we don't know, we don't know. No, no, we do know that no evil will befall us. Learn to stand on God's word. I don't go out every morning when I'm going, I step into the eternal refuge of God. For the eternal refuge, for God is our eternal refuge. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And trust in him. And that is why, you know, was it last week? I was talking to someone, you know, we're discussing. And the person was asking about the vaccine. I said, yes, I took my vaccine last year. He said, what? I said, yes, I did. I took the vaccine last year. He said, vaccine? How did you get that? Because vaccine came out when? November, December last year. I took mine in March. I took the second dose. It was in April. How come? How did you do it? I said, oh, shall I tell you? I said, Psalm 91. Bear said, oh. He said, oh. Psalm 91. He said, oh. Well, we took that. Thank God for the vaccine they brought. But don't let your faith be in vaccine. Eh? Let your faith be in God. And God can use vaccine. Amen. Eh, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Am I against vaccine? No. I'm not. But all I know is this. But they say that when they take the thing, the blood... The blood can what? No, no, not, not our blood. Not my blood. How about those people that is happening too? I don't know about them, but you know what? The Bible says, if I take any deadly thing, learn to, let the scripture become real to you. Because if you do not fear God, you have to fear something else. There's no way, there's nothing like I don't fear God, it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. You have to, if you don't fear God, you have to what? If you don't fear the creator, you, have, you learn to fear the creation. You have to fear creation. So this morning we'll continue in what I started on the accurate pattern for building the house of God. Accurate pattern for building the house of God. We've been looking at it for the past two weeks and I'll continue again this morning. And last week we looked at the word accurate and I mentioned to you that the word accurate is a very interesting word. It means to be free from error. It means to be free from error or defect. To be consistent with standard. Can you build your life free from error? Can you build your life being consistent with God's standard? And not only that, we, I also explained the word pattern to us. The word pattern means the form, the construction, that which was in the mind of God, the heart of the Father. So we look at all of that. 
And let me say this, because we've been talking about accurate pattern for building the house of God. We're not talking about just mortars and bricks here. Hello? We're not talking about building mortars and bricks. That one is for architects. You know, to draw the pattern and then for builders to do the... No, no, we're talking about building the house of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse number 9. 1 Corinthians 3, verse number 9. It reads, and I quote, 1 Corinthians 3, verse number 9. From verse number 9, it reads, For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, and you are God's building. I repeat, for we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. You are God's building. And according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. That's Paul talking there. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. Hallelujah. You know, there's a way to build. Paul said, he said, you are God's building. And we are God's what? Fellow workers. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. That means there's a way to build in a way that will accomplish God's purpose and God's plan and God's will. Verse 11, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So when we're talking about building the house of God, we're not primarily talking about mortar, we're not talking about bricks, oh, uh, you know, are uh, those things important? They are. We need a roof over our head. And that is why we've been working, and thank God very, very soon, we'll get these things sorted out, we'll get these things across the line. That's what we're talking about, getting our own building. And I just want to thank God for where we are. I want to thank God for the way God has been helping us. I want to thank God because right now they are looking at, the lawyers are looking at it, they're looking at the document, they're looking at the contracts of sale and everything like that. And we're looking at it together and we'll eventually send it back and we'll eventually sign it. Can we just stop? Let's thank God. Let's thank God. Let's thank God for where we are. Let's thank God for where we are. Let's thank God for where we are. Father in heaven, how we love you. Thank you so much for showing yourself mighty on our behalf. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many of us know that the God who, who has what? Uh, helped us to be where we are today. Who what? He who began this good work will, will perfect it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you know, somebody said, but, oh, how about we still need this? Yo, don't worry. Look at the five loaves and the two what? 
to fish when they brought it to Jesus. The disciple says, what can this one do with this great multitude? But what did he do? Learn from the master, the one with the pattern. The Bible says he took the five loaves and the two fish and he looked up to heaven and he did what? He blessed it. Don't despise little things. Oh, look, I need this. I need to get this done. That is why you must learn to look up. Faith looks up. Doubt looks around. And those who doubt, they do without. Learn to look up. You don't, I can't see it yet, but oh Lord, I'm, my eyes are on you. I can't feel it yet, but my eyes are on you. I can't touch it yet, my eyes are on you. And do you know what? When you do that, the father is nodding his head and said, that's my son. That's my boy. That's my girl. And somebody is angry. And you know the person that is angry. You, you know, I, I don't want to mention his name. But you know, he's angry. This person should be sad. Why is he singing? Why is he rejoicing? Why is he dancing? In spite of the problem, he should be carrying it and be looking like this. This one is always you don't know the problem I'm going through. You don't know the problem. That's the way he should be doing. But why is he laughing? Why is he rejoicing? Why? Because there's something that he's saying. That's what he has received. That he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. There's something he has had. That is a year of limitless possibility. There's something that has been, has been mentioned to him which he has received. Amen. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know the heavenly language. You know the heavenly song. It's called hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So for each one's work will become clear, but the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved. Yet so as through what? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in, in you? So when we're talking about God's house, building accurately, I'm talking primarily about you, about your life. And then secondarily, you can apply it to any other thing. But it's about you first. Why is this so important? How many people left Egypt? How many? The Bible says, what? Wow. Wow. I think my job is done this morning. Because I look to my right and uh, Simi, five-year-old, answered me. He said, two, two million left Egypt. Praise God. Hallelujah. Two million left. How many people enter promised land? The Bible says 600,000 besides the women and the children. That is why women love Jesus so much. Because under the Old Testament, they never counted. They say, so, 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 men, then what? Without the women. And without the women and the children. 5,000 men without the women and the children. But thank God today, 
You what? We have the women and what? And the enemy has a way of hijacking everything. He now says, do you know the way they've written about you? Now it's now time for fe- fe- eh? feminist movement. Eh, you know? It's now time to take our place. You've already taken your place. You are restored by Jesus. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. 600,000 men left without the women and the children. If you add the women and the children, you're talking about what? Close to 2 million or even over 2 million. How many people entered the promised land? Two entered. What went wrong? Why didn't 1.8 million, whatever, 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 1.9 million, whatever, whatever, why didn't they enter? What went wrong? Was it the will of God? Was it the plan of God? When they left Egypt, God gave them the plan. He showed them the, 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 the pathway that will get them to promise. Then what happened? The Bible said the thing that we are written, we are written for what? Our instruction so that we can learn how many people are fulfilling their destinies in God today. Hello. I say hello. How many people? How many people? That is why it's so important that we have a clear understanding of what we are talking about. Accurate pattern for building the house of God. I will take us this morning to where Jesus spoke about the church so that we can learn from there. Because the church is the establishing force or is the force establishing the kingdom on the face of the earth. The purpose of the church is to facilitate the kingdom of God on the earth. Amen. And he didn't talk a lot about the kingdom, about, about church. He only mentioned the church twice. Twice in his entire ministry. And we want to look at the first place where he mentioned it. It's called the law of first mention. And last week we started looking at it when I took us to Matthew 16 verse number 13. Let's go there. Matthew 16, 13. I will start to read from there. That when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? And I remember telling us, why did Jesus, why did he go to this region of Caesarea Philippi? It was one of the few times, in fact, I think this will actually be about the first time he left the territory of the Jews. He also went there when he went and he met with the woman from Syrophoenicia. But he left here and he went to Caesarea Philippi when he would start to teach them about church. Why did he go there? Did he go there on holidays? Was he on, uh, what do you call it now? What? Was he on a cruise to Caesarea Philippi? Was, he, was this a long weekend? And he said, let's go quickly go to Sister Philippi and, and go there. Was it the reason why? And I told you some things. You know, Sister Philippi was a city populated. I have some things here. I will read it to you. It was a city populated mainly by Gentiles. And this was one of the very few times that he left the Jewish territory. It was an area associated with idols and rival deities. Philippi. 
the area was scattered with temples dedicated to Baal worship. And then there rose there a great hill with a deep cavern. And that cavern was said to be the birthplace of the great god Pan, the god of nature. So it was a place dominated by idolatry, idol worship, bar worship. And, and Jesus now went there. Before talking about the church, why did he do that? Because, my dear ones, Everything is not just what, what we see in the natural. A lot of people are not aware that there's a realm in the spirit beyond just this natural realm. Many only relate to the natural realm, what they see, what they feel. And meanwhile, what controls what you see in the natural is what is taking place in another realm called the spirit realm. It's unfortunate that many believers are not what unaware of that realm called the realm of the spirit. You know, and some, especially those who what look to themselves as being intellectuals. When you start to talk about that, I said, no, no, what, what? I thought you are more educated than that. And it's a device of the enemy to hide behind the scene and be causing a lot of trouble. You need to be very much, you need to be very careful and be aware of the realm of the spirit. The Bible says, for we rest not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and what? And rulers of what? Darkness of this world. How do they operate? How do principalities and powers operate? They operate through flesh and blood. But you know also, Majorly, you know how they operate? They operate by trying to influence things happening around us. Sometimes they plant thoughts. And you wouldn't know. They start to walk. Influence. Things. Influence the way we think. Influence the way we do things. Let me give you an example. Do you think people in an area just behave? Why is it that we love footy in Melbourne? Why is it that people will not joke with their footy? Why is it that when they're considering lockdown, how are we going to do with the footy business? That becomes a big priority. If you take footy, for example, to a place like, you know, South Africa, or like a place like where? Like England. Do you think they said where uh, Collingwood is playing uh, Essendon and everybody will rush out there? Nobody will step out there because there's something up. There's a ruling prince over, over there. Influencing, let me tell you something. Anywhere you see people behaving in a, it's called a hard mentality, H-E-R-D. There's a ruling prince influencing them to behave that, that way. There's a spirit influencing them to behave that way. You can take it maybe a village. You can take it maybe a nation. You can take it maybe a city. You can even take it to families. Why is it that some things seem to be happening in some families? Why is it that maybe you find that in some families people die at a particular time or die of a particular disease? Those things are not just natural. They just don't happen. Something is causing them to happen. 
And we need to be very careful, you know, be aware. And what I'm saying this, I'm not saying don't be looking for demons under every stone, but be sensitive in the spirit. Be sen- just know that things are not just happening naturally. There are things happening and you need to check your spirit. You need to t- trust God to show you so that you know what to do because you can't solve spiritual problems using natural means. Do you remember the, 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 the boy that was epileptic? What was the diagnosis? What did Jesus call it? What was he called? What did the father call it? What did Jesus call it? Call it what? Ah. I don't have time. You need to go back and listen. Go back and listen to some of these things. You know, but if you don't take authority over that, supposing you know, uh, giving uh, uh, the medications, giving all of that, giving all of that, and still nothing until he cast out that spirit in that walking over the child. Sister Philippa, so he went there to show them that, look, if you're going to take a city, you need to ward. You need to be aware of the realm of the spirit or things happening there. If you don't root out, look at what we're doing here concerning Nigeria. It's giving us authority to what? To root out, to destroy, to cast down. If you don't do that, those things will continue to rule and influence people, influence their thinking, influence the way they behave. And let me tell you, it's not just praying one day or praying two days, especially when you're talking about principalities and rulers of darkness over cities and regions. You must be prepared for what is called warfare. And you must prepare to work, having done all to stand. So let, not, let's now continue. Let's say, who do you not turn to them? Verse let's t- 13. So this Jesus now, he asks his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, after asking them, when he got to Philippa, um, Philippa, he turned to them, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Why did he do that? What did he ask? It was taking an opinion poll. Uh, do you like who do men say that I am? It was taking an op- opinion poll to check the pulse. The way politicians do before elections. When he said who do men, who was he referring to? Who? When they say, who do men say that I, the son of man, are? Who was he referring to? What? Which multitude? Yes, people, yes, they were following him around. But it was more specific. Who, did, who, who was he asking? Why would he just ask the question? Did he just ask out of the blues? So, but why did he ask the question? Who? What, who was he referring to when he said, who do men say that I am? The what? Let me take you to Luke chapter 9. 
Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. From verse number 10. And the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. So we, now we can be sure that this took place in Bethsaida from the account of Luke. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. Twelve, when did they begin to wear away? The twelve came and said to him, send the multitudes away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. 13. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about how many? 5,000 men. Then he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did so and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. And 12 baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by them. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him and he asked them, saying, Who do the crowd say that I am? So who were the people that I was referring to? The crowd. Who are this crowd? People just fed. Five, how many people? Ah, if you add the women and what? There will be about how many? 20,000. Let's say about 20,000. 15,000. Let's say 20,000. 20,000. And imagine 20,000 crowds in a place. Imagine a service. 20,000. How many people came to church today? They said 20,000. 20,000. But Jesus was not excited by that. He asked the disciples, who do these people say that I am? In fact, Luke said, he said, who do what? The crowd. He called them crowd. Be careful what you call church. Be careful what you call church. The average person will be excited and say, Ooh, 20,000. Do you know how many people showed up? 20,000. 30,000. Does it mean that we can't have a church of 20,000, 30,000? Of course, there's nothing wrong with it. But listen to the answer they gave him. Be very, very careful because many have been calling the crowd church. He didn't say who do the church. He said who do the crowd. Where do you find crowds? Eh? In the entertainment world. Ooh! Ooh! And sometimes when, they're, and when the, when the, when the 
when the people, players are praying, and they, maybe they just cock the do like this. Meaning what? Crowd what? And Jesus said, who do the crowd? Who do the crowd? I'm trusting God. Because the Lord has spoke to me. He said, I'm building up this church. He said, this, to be a large church, it will be a big church. And you know what? It, those things are with word. They come with, Lord, I don't want crowd. I don't just want a gathering of crowd. I want people. Just like the 300 with capacity of 32,000. Men and women that will know God for themselves. Men and women that will carry command in the spirit. Men and women that will be able to stand strong in the seasons of life. Men and women that will look at the enemy eyeball to eyeball and push him back. Men and women that God can rely on. I don't want crowd. I don't want crowd at all. I want strong men and women. Strong men and women. Because there's no way you can take cities with crowd. You can't. Why did he concentrate on the 12? He left over 2,000 years ago. And this is over 2,000 years after. And we are still here with the world that he left with the 12. Because he took time and he trained them. He equipped them. And they were ready to war. They stood this test of time. Who do the crowds? And look at it. Was he disappointed when he heard what they were calling him? Look at the response of these people. And they said, who do the crowds? Verse number. Let's go back to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verse 14. Matthew 16, verse number 14. And some, so they said, some say he was what? John the Baptist. Was he John the Baptist? Was he John the Baptist? Then where did they get John the Baptist from? And some say he was what again? Was he Elijah? And some say he was what? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Why did they call him Elijah? Because Elijah was the prophet that called the fire down. This man, the way he was operating, is like the man that called, it must be the one. Elijah. And then he now called them, some people, we're not so sure. He must be what? One of the, was he one of the prophets? Did they get it? How many people? About 20,000 that he just, he just fed. He just fed. But they didn't know who he was. Do you think Jesus would have been saying, wow. Hmm. Do you think he would be happy? He would have been quite happy hearing what they were saying. But he now did something. He now turned to the disciples. He said, but who do you say? He said, but who do what? I can understand if this one's what? 
thank you. If these ones are not getting it, if these ones do not, but how about you? You have been with me all the time. You have fellowship with me. We have slept in the same, in the same what? House. We've been together. We've been in and out all the time. If these ones are missing it, how about you? How about you? And then, you know, how about you? Turn to them. Why did he do that? Because God builds from the inside to where? To the outside. They were being, they've been with him. They've walked with him. They, or they've had dinner, breakfast together. You have been like the inner world. Now, what are you saying? Do you get it? Or are you still like the others too? He turned to them. That that's the way. When you're building your build your life from the inside to where? Outside. Hello. A lot of people invest only on the outside. Build your life on the world inside. This is so important because God builds from the inside to what? The outside, God will first of all come to us before he will come for us. God will walk in us before he will walk through us. God is more interested in our being than in our doing. Hello, I'll repeat. God wants to walk in you before he will walk what? through you. God wants to come to you so that you experience him before he will walk what? Through you. God is more interested in your becoming than in your doing. Because when you become, you can easily do. And Something shocked me when I was looking at this. And he said to me, he said, do you know the reason why the majority of those people didn't make it? And do you know? He said, do you know the reason why? I said, this is the very reason why. And that is why I had to change it. Because they had the law given to them on tablets of stone. It was not written in their hearts. He said, because I build from the inside. And he said, that was not my plan from the beginning. From the very beginning, my plan was to build from the inside. That is why when I created man, I created man in my own image. After my own what? Likeness. So that this man can what? Exercise dominion and authority. Because the moment you are out of the image, you can exercise dominion. The image you carry on the inside, your instrument of dominion. So God wants to work in you. And build inside of you. 
Somebody said, well, I don't really have time. Pastor will be praying. Pastor will be doing all the things. And I'm telling you, maybe pastor can get the victory. But if you don't have the revelation and understanding on your inside, you will eventually lose it. You, thank you. It cannot be sustained. That it cannot be sustained is so vital and important that you also develop stature in the spirit. I was listening to one of the teachers, I've forgotten, who was teaching in ATS. I think it was last Sunday. Was it last Sunday? And the person was saying, supposing God will come to you with a million, maybe a, a, the auction, a million, and you uh, enter the party with what? With, uh, with one. One times one million is what? Is one million. Now, supposing you just showed up with nothing. Zero times one million is what? So what happens to the one million that, that came to the table? He wants to walk inside of you. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So from the very beginning, his plan, he didn't, the body came later. It was the spirit that he created because he knew that the moment the, the spirit man would be what? <laughs> Every other thing would what? Line up. Can I show you? Can I show you that later on in the garden, after he, he you know, after man became a living soul and took on a body, the Bible says that he allowed the rivers to flow. And out of that river, what happened? The river, there was what? the gold, and everything like that, to what? To, to enrich the garden. In chapter 3, Satan showed up. And man fell. And do you know what? Man fell. What attracted him to the garden? What was there? Especially the man. And God now said, I'm changing it again. No longer will I allow the river to be outside. Out of your innermost being, Rivers of living water. Because when it's on your inside, the enemy has no access to it. So I'll open the eyes of your understanding. So that you can now start to see the things I'm doing in your life. Doing things I'm doing in your city. So things I'm doing concerning you. And that no matter what is now happening around you, because of what you want, you have sight beyond sight. Nobody can take the resource away from you. That is why the redeemed man is the greatest threat to Satan. The moment this man can start to see on his inside, see on his inside, build on your, take the time. I appeal to you, those of us who are here, those of us who are watching, don't be too busy. They don't have time to build this world, and I will show you how to build, to build on your inside. Get to get it on your inside. No, no matter what is happening on your outside, because you are built up on the inside, the outside will eventually conform to what you have on the inside. But when you are not being built on the inside, I am telling you, what you have on the outside will dominate that inside because your life will follow your dominant thought. Your life will follow your dominant thought. And those are not my words. I can show you from scriptures. Let's go to Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31. Take the time. 
Let it be clear to you. Let the word be clear. Let let what God is saying become a revelation on your inside. Jeremiah 31. It reads, We've been having some good time with the prophet Jeremiah this morning. We've been visiting him and visiting him and visiting him. 30, 31, verse number 31. Jeremiah 31, verse number 31. Are you there? Jeremiah 31, verse number 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. What day I will show you? When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, the covenant which you made with them at that time was on the tablet of stone, was not in their heart. I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant with them broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law on the tablet of stone. Hello. I'll put my law where? On the iPad they'll be carrying about. I'll put my law on their phone, they'll have it. I'll put my law in their Bible that will come with the, no. I'll put my law where? In there. And I will write it where? In their heart. And I will be, be there. And they shall be my people. Hallelujah. That the covenant will not, the word must not just remain in the book. It must not remain on the iPad. It must not remain on the iPhone. Hello, what does the Bible say? Let, let, no, no, it must not be what is there. It must be where? It must be where? He mentioned two places there. In, in your mind, representing your soul, and in your heart, representing your spirit. I will plant my word. That is, he said, because the moment the word has entered into your heart and is in your mind, that the enemy cannot what? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 8. That is the New Testament believer. That is, those are the people that will stand strong. No matter the circumstances or the situations, when the word is being built on the inside, he turned to them, who do you say that I am? Hallelujah. The 20,000 didn't get it, but the 12 got it, and the gospel has survived up to today because the word entered into their heart. From verse number 7. Hebrews chapter 8, from verse number 7. Hebrews chapter 8, from verse number 7. Are you there? It reads, and I quote, For if the first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. <laughs> because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. Finding fault with them. Because the first covenant was based on what? His relation of, on the tablet of stone. What the, the, the high priest will come and read it to them. Read it to them and they will hear and they will go. They will come to the synagogue and read it to them. They will go. They did not have a personal encounter with that word. 
He said, he brought four to them and they never entered. I asked myself a question, how about Bezalel? What happened to people like Bezalel? Who was anointed with the spirit of wisdom? What happened to him? Because only two people entered the promised land. So that's an assignment. What happened to him? He <laughs> said, so because the fault. He said, because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to, their, to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, they couldn't continue. I disregarded them, says the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will now make with the house of Israel, which is making now. I will put my laws in there and write them on there and I will be there and they shall be mine. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. I will put the law, I will write it in their hearts, meaning their what? Their spirit. I'll put it in there. And then because it is in their spirit, it will be on their mind. Be on their mind. How do you do? How did, how, you know, look at, look at this. Put it on their heart so that that word will be ingrained in their hearts. And none of them will forget because it's already what? Ingrained. Is it possible <laughs> what is already inside of you. That is why, have you seen the way women take care of their children? Have you seen the way they are so protective? Have you seen the way they, oh, 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 oh. Why? Because it came from the... Inside. And God says, I'll put it there. How do you do this? Very, very simple. Because how do, how, do, how do I put this into practice in my life? How do I ensure this? Can I tell you that the word of God is consistent from generation to word? Generation. What is the challenge and the problem? Because most of the time people are not listening. Listening. How do you do that? Jesus said. Let me start with Jesus in John 6, 63. John 6, 63. What is, it is a spirit that gives what? Where will he put the law? Where? It is a spirit that gives life. The flesh prophets word, the words that I speak to you, their word, and their word, their life. So do you want life? Do you want life? Then what? What do you do? Because the word contains what? Life. And the life I've taught you that the life in your flesh is from where? From your spirit. And the life in your spirit is from where? From the Spirit of God. So do you want more life? What do you do? 
says, because the word is one that gives, he now said this. You know who wrote it for the first time? Who wrote it? I'll take you there. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Remember, the words that I speak to, they are split and they are life. You know, in Proverbs 4, from verse 20, do not let this book of the law, which is, the, uh, I mean, sorry, that, that is Joshua 1 8. And in fact, I can go there too, because you said, you know, that the two of them are saying the same thing. <laughs> but let's go to Proverbs 4 20. It said, My son, give attention to my word. The words I speak to their word, spirit and word. Give attention to what does that mean? Give attention to my words. I love it in King Jesus. Attend to my words. You know what that means? This is what it means. Put it, give it priority in your life. Maybe you are on your way to, oh, uh, uh, like for example, you are called an emergency. Please call to the hospital as a doctor on call, as a nurse on call, as somebody who is on an emergency call. Please, you need to come quickly now. Maybe now you're not even a call. Oh, you, you, somebody, look at what has happened. You need to come to the hospital or you need to come to this place. We need to see you immediately. And then while you're on your way and then you now met uh, somebody, you say, how oh, now? Ah, I've not seen you for a while. This, uh, ah, 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 okay. how is everything? Do you stay, do you now uh, stand and say, ah, is, let's, let's, do you not start to discuss with the person? What do you tell the person? Excuse me, I need to attend to an urgent matter. You don't go there. They say your child is there. They say you need to come and attend to this matter. God says, put my word. Make it a priority that you attend to. When you are discussing, when you are making it, make what my word says a priority. I think in scriptures, I don't think based on what uh, Papa, uh, what uh, Mama said, what this one said. What, no, no, I think based on scriptures. Attend to my words. In that sense, what? Incline my ear to your sayings. What does it mean to incline? Incline means what? Tune it. Tune it. Don't go there and you put on the, the say, ah, the, 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 the latest news concerning COVID say, one is one, and they say, but we know that there's so many cases out there. You say, hey, we don't know. You say, there's so many cases out there. You don't, you don't do that. You know what I do to news when I listen to it? When I read anything that is completely against what I believe, you know what I do? I don't listen to it, and they're, and they're pouring any nonsense into me. I say, I cancel that in Jesus' name. I refuse that in Jesus' name. That will not my, be my portion in Jesus' name. The economy is crashing. No, minus me in Jesus' name. Uh, COVID-19 is going about. No, minus me and all those who belong to me in Jesus' name. So the two of us are reading the news together. They are reading there. I'm reading mine. They are reading there. I'm reading mine. Why? I don't allow those things to work to sit in my heart, then I carry them about, they become my thoughts. Now, because they said the COVID-19 is everywhere, he's jumping everywhere, and then I see him coming, and then he's everywhere. I don't know whether, no, I'm, then, I'm afraid of, no, 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 because I'm covered. Let the word of God become your dominant thought. A dominant thought 
the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're reading, I'm counseling it in Jesus' name. I'm not listening to it. You know the person talking, he's called commander of COVID. You know, he's commander of COVID in his office. But And my son, attend to my words. Incline my, your ear to my sayings. What, is God, what has God said concerning? Let this one be your dominant thought. What does God say concerning us? Is our year of war limitless? 21, what does it say? Let them know what? Depart from your eyes. Keep them. How do you keep them? You can't keep them if you don't guard them. I said, you can't keep them if you don't what? If you don't guard them. Keep them in the midst of your heart. 22. For they are what? They are life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. 23. He now says what? Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it flow the issues of life. I will plant my word where in their heart. And I'll put them, I'll write, I'll plant my word in their mind. I will write them in their hearts. Why? Because, oh, 23. Go back 23. Because out of that place flow the issues of life. Can you give it to me? In, in, uh, can you give it to me? In, okay, New Living, you want to read New Living? Let's read. New Living Translation. Can you give it to me in New Living Translation? And you give it to me in easy to read version. New Living Translation. Proverbs 4. New Living Translation. What does it say? And then we will close. New Living Translation. Guard your heart above all else. Can you read from uh, verse 20? Let them penetrate where? Deep into your heart. Because the moment they are planted deep in your heart, it is to be difficult for it to be rooted out of your heart. There, continue. Can you see? Because what you do, how do you keep them? You must guard them. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Meaning be careful what you watch. Be careful the movies you watch. Be careful the things, because we all have everything on our computer, have everything on our, those things are violating their spirit. They are weakening the capacity of your spirit. And that spirit man will not have what? Strength to lay hold and to resist because of the thing that has been loaded there. Be careful the things you are watching. Be careful. Don't just be watching it. They send it to you, and then you're watching it. They send it to you, and they're watching it. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of them flow what? The issues of... Let me read it to you from the easy-to-read uh, easy translation. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Because the moment you guard your... Remember, God walks from where? To where? Outside. Meaning that 
when God is working, and even when the outside does not look like it, because God is at work on the inside, you are confident about it. And you know what? Remember the testimony of the young man who shared it on the platform on Tuesday. How he came to me. And he, because he had applied for a job at the Department of Justice. And you cannot get an ongoing job at the Department of Justice if you are not what? A citizen or a permanent resident. And he applied for it. He had a contract with them. And suddenly they send the requirements to him. And the requirement says what? They gave the requirement. He saw the requirement. He said, oh, he made a mistake. Because he should have just stayed with what? Stayed with the, uh, uh, the other, what do you call it now? The casual that he was doing, the contract that he was doing. He should have just stayed there. Because now, they cannot start to say, okay, let's examine this, uh, what the, this person that has applied for this job. He said, why do I? And he came to church. And he came and he met me after the service. And he said, okay, let us what, pray. He said later, how I many of us had his testimony on the platform? He said later, he said he was expecting me to tell him and say, go and withdraw the application. But what did I say? What did I do? I said, let us go where I incline both our ears to where? To the world. And said, where two of us shall walk? Agree. I said, let us go to Matthew 18 from verses 19 and 20. Let us agree together. When we agree together and we claim the job and he went away, and then afterwards, he got a letter from them. And they said, what? We'll be sending you to go and do, I mean, what is it? Police check, thank you. Go and do police check. Go and do all of these ones. He said, okay, well, at least they've not said anything. He went and did police check. I mean, it was do police check when? On the 21st of June. When? What is today's date? 13th of June. Then he got a letter last week, Monday. They said, employment granted. You have been given. He said, what? He called me immediately. That was Monday last week. He called me immediately. He, 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 he was so overwhelmed. He was so overwhelmed that similar to your testimony, they said, go and supply this document. Before, <laughs> and they also send it they sent him the letter. And I said, have you signed the letter? I said, sign it and re return it. Ongoing, he went and checked the condition. He went and checked. You cannot be unless you're a citizen. You cannot be unless you're going to. I have a question for you. What visa did Joseph, what did you, when he was in Egypt and he became prime minister, why do you limit yourself? Why do, you, why do you look at the circumstance and the circumstances the one dictating to you? Why can you lay hold on the word, on the word that God, that's why the word must be planted in your heart. In your heart. And do you know what he did? Which he didn't mention there. He came to see me. Before everything came out, he said, I've come to do my thanksgiving. And he brought an offering. He said, I've come to do thanksgiving. When he brought, I said, 
have you, what has happened? And he said, no. He said, I, I came to do thanksgiving before. I said, I agree with you. It is done. It is done. And he got the job from the, I'm not talking about a, a, a private company. Because maybe of relationship with the head of the company. I'm talking about the department of where? Not even department of uh, transport. I'm talking about, we have, we have department of just, I had to, on the platform, I asked our own legal, what? Our own legal luminary. I said, interpret this law for us. You know, because they say you can't do it. You can't get the job if you're not a citizen. You can't get the job without, you're not a peer. You can't get the job. It's there. You, you, impossible. But is there anything impossible to our God? Is there anything impossible to our God? Can I share your testimony? I want to surprise her. Share your her testimony. If you know what God has been doing, if you know what God has been doing, let me leave her because it surprised her. I've hinted you about testimony already. I've told you about, you know, the testimony. What happened? How God removed her fire from under and placed it under and gave her that place. Can I share more with you? Can I share? Can I start to share testimony? You wouldn't live here? Can I share testimony? Can I share your testimony too? Can I share your testimony? To let you know about the thing that God is doing. And the thing that looks impossible. You know, look, look at December. When the letter came, it was looking almost impossible. It was looking impossible. But we never agreed to that. We never said, yes, it cannot be done. We never said this thing. Oh, we always go back to the promise. When I remember his promises, I shout, hallelujah. When I remember his promises, I shout, hallelujah. How can you get to a building? They say it will cost three point, I mean, uh, 4.1 million. And how much do you have in the bank account? Then you say, okay, 4.1 million. Okay, yes, we're interested. There must be someone that well, you're trusting in. Let this word enter deep into your spirit so that your reality becomes the reality of the word of God. Not just the circumstance that is confronting you. The reality of the word of God. She told me herself, when it happened, she rolled, she rolled because it was practically what? Impossible. That's why I don't believe in impossibility. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. As long as I can find it where? In the world. If I can locate it there, and if my spirit is, I don't believe in it. It doesn't matter. In the whole world might be saying it is not possible. And they turn back. I said, no, I'm sticking with it. As long as I can find it, the promise is there. As long as I can find it, I locate it on my inside. Go on my inside. Get on my inside. Remember the first time I came to this country? I was living. I left my bag. I left my luggage. And I said, I'll see you back in a few months' time. 
well, was I the wrong one running the Department of Immigration? Those things, I can, you can confirm them. I left it, I said, I'm going. I said, I'll be back in a few months' time. The person that I left it back said, he looked and said, ah, how can you just say I'm returning in a few months back? How do you know whether they will grant the visa? Was I the one? No, 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 no. I wasn't the one running, but I've seen a, a revelation. I've seen it on my inside. You know what? You know, he showed me. I saw that I went to the department, and I got to that department of, department of immigration to apply for the visa. And while I was waiting in the outer room, somebody came here, a top official there. He was my former classmate at the College of Medicine, University of Lagos. I said, Laulu, you work here? He said, yes, I work here. And then the vision lifted. I said, doctor? And then working in the Department of Immigration? No, he was just telling me, I've gone ahead of you. <laughs> I've gone ahead of you. So now I can do what? Okay, he's gone ahead of me. If I start to break it down, what will happen later? It will shock you. And to shock you, let the word be planted deep, 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 deep into your heart. Deep into your heart. Because your life will follow your dominant thought. So let the word become your dominant thought. And those are not, look at it. So I've been saying that. I don't say, uh, you know, you say, let, let me show you. So that you, uh, I'm, not just, I'm not just saying it because pastor like to put some words together and they, they sound good. No, 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 no. I will show you. Let's go to the, you know, easy to read version. And I'll end there. My son, what? Attend to my words. I mean, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to what? Don't let them depart out of your, never stop thinking about. These words are secret, are the secret of life and heard to all who what? Above all, be careful what you, because your thoughts, your life will follow your dominant word, thoughts. So think, that's why I say I think in the world, because I want my life to follow the world. You follow your dominant word. Let us pray. Is Lord, He is Lord. He has risen from the dead, and He is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. The G. Dear Lord, you are the first surgeon. Rise up on your face. You are the first surgeon. You are the greatest surgeon. I'm just asking you, Lord, check our hearts. Check us on the inside. Once again, I pray, Lord, every wrong image. Anything contrary to what you want, everything that we've acquired by watching the things that we've been watching or listening, the things we've been listening to that are contrary and wrong, my Father and my God, I pray, let this capel of the Spirit go deep inside of us and cut these things off. 
wrong images, wrong thoughts, wrong things that we have believed. You said to the children of Israel that you write, you give them a new covenant and you will write it in their hearts and will plant it in their minds so that what is settled in their spirit can become their dominant thoughts. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord, help us so that we can be strong in you. Help us that your word would be the platform that we think on, that we think based on your words. Lord, walk on our inside, Father. Walk on our inside. Father, we ask that you help us, Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Walk on our inside, Father, in the name of Jesus. And let your will be done. And let your kingdom come in our lives, regarding our future, concerning our families, concerning our church, in every area of our lives, in the name of Jesus. Concerning our city too, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.